You know you're created for more. Now let's do something about it. Welcome to Project You, the space for you to embrace the I can, I will philosophy and finally start making progress towards your goals, your dreams, and your desires. Be kind, supportive, and remember every day that the blueprint for you is within. I'm Cami Craig. Today, let's work on Project You. Hey, you guys, welcome to Project You with Cami Craig. I'm sitting here with two great friends, and I'm serious when I say two great friends. Dr. Zavala is back with us from Brain Health Restoration. We've had a, quite a few segments with Dr. Zavala and getting to know him, and I'll, I'll, I'll uh, introduce him in just a moment. Uh, however, I have another dear friend here today by the name of Kelly Parati. Kelly Prouty has been in my life since it seems like kind of forever. Um, growing up in the fitness industry, and just like any other industry, you have mentors, and you have coaches, and you have women that inspire and motivate you to become. And this woman was that example across the board. She supplies so much light. She supplies so much love. And I didn't know that this was going to happen. Ooh. Um, but she's that person that I wish that every person had in their life. I wish everyone had a Kelly. Um, because it's genuine, it's raw, and it's authentic. And for me, I always think that's basically a part of God walking around. <laughs> you know, and, and she's also so flawed. And she's also so imperfect. And... Uh, I just want to say that because when you hear her talk, uh, this is going to be a surprise to you because sometimes when, um, when, when we're around humans, you don't know the battle that they're also struggling with. And this is, a, this is a one big reason why we're meeting with Dr. Zavala today uh, from Brain Health Restoration talking about our topic, which is anxiety and depression. Dr. Zavala? Yes. Thanks so much for being here. I appreciate it. Thank you. And Kelly Parati, I'm telling you what, I just want to say this out of the gate to all of our subscribers, literally nationwide, we've made it to a top 20 uh, spot in the health and wellness uh, podcasts and, 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 and people need to hear your story. And so I just thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Kim. So we're just going to dive in, right, Doc? Yeah, let's mm -hmm. do it. Okay, so today we're talking about anxiety and depression. And I like to be very, very uh, straightforward with the definitions of what we're about to talk about. So immediately I go to anxiety uh, on the Google search, right? And it comes up just like you open up your encyclopedia or, or uh, what's it called? Dictionary. People have that still, right? It's a feeling or a fear, dread of uneasiness. It might cause you to sweat, feel restless, intense, and you have a rapid heart rate. It can be a normal reaction to stress. For example, you might feel anxious when faced with a difficult problem at work, but before taking a test or before making an important decision in your life. Now on the flip of that, there's the topic of depression. And, it, and, and the one thing that came up, it wasn't even definition talk, it was, they obviously this was researched by probably millions of people, but what is the number one cause of depression? And it, it didn't, usually it shows me right there on the dictionary, right? And it says there's no single cause of depression. It can only, it can occur for a variety of reasons and it has many different triggers. For some people, an upsetting or stressful life event such as divorce, illness, death, redundancy, and job or money worries can can be the cause of this. And so I thought that was interesting and, and maybe you can tap into this of, of of what you as the doctor would call depression. Well, depression is a symptom, it's just like anxiety is a symptom. So we like, I've said this before, physicians, I've been doing it for 20 years, have been putting people in categories of now they're called ICD-10 codes, and we give them a, a label of uh, their symptoms. So someone comes in with all those things you just read about anxiety, and we say, oh, you probably have anxiety. So that has changed for me in the last two and a half years at Brain Health Restoration. I get to see the brain and see how it's mapped out, 
and I can tell you what your symptoms are. So I'll say that you, you know, some people might not call it like Kelly was saying, she, she didn't really call herself, you know, that she has anxiety, but I could see that there was an overlap that she had. Everyone's anxious. Yeah. You know, everyone has anxiety at some point in their life, whether or not that translate in translates into, uh, affecting their daily life. Right. And so anxiety and depression are interwoven with each other. And some people that, that doesn't have the coping skills of anxiety will kind of go in down that dark path into depression. And then there's also some patterns I can see uh, at the brain health restoration that would be a setup for someone to have depression just by itself. Right. So, so anyways, it, to, to answer that, there really is no one term or de definition. Sure. It is a, a myriad of symptoms. And the key is, is to talk about it so someone can get the help early before it, it goes down that rabbit hole. Right. And, and we're looking at this, these two topics of anxiety and depression being a, a very common mental disorder is, is what was what people are referencing this to, you know, and there, you know, and there's a lot of research out there, a lot of stinking uh, Google searches and stuff, but they're, they're the biggest number that I found was 264 million people are suffering. You know, and and that's a that's a lot. You know, globally, that's like whoa. And and then at at the same time, what you just said is is speak, talk, and get help. And knowing Kelly Pratty, um, it's really hard for a woman like you to get help. It's really hard for a woman like you to reach out and say, "Hey, I don't feel right." Um, and then when we've talked about this in previous episodes before Kelly comes in is about the facade and masking and wearing the shield of armor which we used to call our strength you know and and we you know once you once you get beat down and you're looking at the dirt you're like holy smokes this was not my strength this was my weakness and now it's my time to become strong and and because of beautiful support group beautiful loving humans around, you know, that you may just run into that, that gives you that light. Um, and, and maybe that you actually did reach out to a suicide hotline or reach out to a brain health restoration or reach out to a local therapist. These are the things that we, Dr. Zavala and I, and now Kelly have, have come together to really hope and help other people. So Kelly Prouty, um, can you, can you just lay it on us now and, and tell us your story? Do the, I'll do the short story, <laughs> short version of a long short story. Short synopsis, yep. Uh, and I hate to start it with the cliche of this year, <laughs> this last year, but um, as we all know, this year just took a toll on so many. It affected so many people in the entire world. Um, for me, it was, um, it was a doozy, you know, I was just at that point where the business was hitting its, you know, peak, we were successful, everything was happy. I was traveling with uh, Think Kindness and doing motivational speaking at all of the elementary schools and, um, you know, COVID came around and boom, no more travel, no more speaking. Um, and what I do, uh, for those that don't know, I teach jujitsu and martial arts at the time, um, which is very not COVID compliant. So <laughs> we're sweaty rolling around together. So that became non-existent as well. And um, so as do doing my part, you know, I did shut down the business, not expecting to not open up again. Um, I thought, oh, it'll just last to the summer. So, you know, being that it was still nice weather, I was teaching Zoom, I was outside, everything seemed to be okay so far, and then summer hit and we were still not opened. And then the winter months came around and um, I start teaching Zoom inside. So um, now I'm inside 
which I'm sure Dr. Zavala will touch on this, or I'm sure you guys have touched on this before. Um, but now, you know, I'm in, a, in, a, in an older home that has a basement, so where everything was set up was in the basement. I'm teaching Zoom downstairs in the basement from 7.30 in the morning until 11.30 in the afternoon, not really seeing any daylight until, you know, later in the afternoon. Um, I wasn't getting my normal activity that I was used to. Um, I wasn't around all of the people that I was used to being around. You know, in my sport, I'm seeing hundreds of people all week long and interacting and talking and helping others. And there's this uh, exchange of energy. And for those of us that had to switch and become, um, you know, we had to get educated with Zoom or WebEx. We all learned that when you teach and you've got 20 people online with you, you have to mute all of them. So now this energy exchange doesn't exist. So now I'm giving all of this energy and then there's no energy coming back because you can't hear, you can't even hear them complain. <laughs> like, oh man, we have to do burpees again or yeah. you know something again. It was just nothing. And I remember about two months in, I had just like a breakdown. And I was like, I just can't do this. I was like crying. I was emotional. I, and I was like, I just don't like this. I just don't want to do this anymore. Um, and I had stopped teaching the martial arts. Uh, I was just doing my fitness class on the Zoom. Um, I was no longer teaching jujitsu. Um, I wasn't seeing my friends. Um, I was stuck at home. So you know when you go to work and you're excited to come home? Now I'm at home and then I'm excited to come home. Like you're just at home all day long. You're still home. And it was this weird, this weird Groundhog's Day that was happening to me. And um, my focus was off. Um, my desire to do things started to diminish. Um, I've always struggled. It's kind of a joke in my family. My my sister and her husband are both behavioral specialists. They're like little geniuses. Um, <laughs> but it was always a joke that, oh yeah, Kel, you know, sees lots of squirrels. You know, she has eight, ADD. And, it, you know, it wasn't until I got divorced and was actually seeing a therapist where my, my therapist actually clinically diagnosed me with ADD. So yes, I do see squirrels. I do have a little bit of struggle focusing, but it's always served a purpose in my life. Uh, it's just kind of who I am and the people around me have accepted me for that. Sometimes it can be a little struggling for those very close to me. Mm -hmm. um, but teaching jujitsu and martial arts and fitness, I've got five tabs open and it's worked great for me. So I've never um, been medicated for that. Uh, maybe caffeine as I'm drinking coffee right now. Uh, I do like that. So it was, I guess I do kind of self-medicate with my coffee. But. So you're the chick that says coffee first, please. And then your day. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm the one that drinks all my water filtered through coffee beans. But. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, I have struggled with that. Um, but I learned as I started to kind of go down this rabbit hole. I felt like, oh, maybe my ADD is really bad. And then, you know, um, one of my healthcare providers was like, you know, maybe you should, maybe it's time to try a medicine. And I really wasn't ready for that. Right. And so to come back to Project U with our definition of ADHD, I feel like in this day and age, everyone knows what that is, right? But do you really know what it is? Because when I heard it when I was younger, I'm like, oh, that kid's crazy. I'm like, that's what he is. <laughs> and, and little did I know that I had ADHD. Thank God I wasn't diagnosed because I learned, I learned mental strength because I didn't know, right? And so anyways, to kind of see this, it's a mental, on our Google search dictionary, it is a mental health disorder that can cause above normal levels of hyperactive and impulsive behaviors. Oh, that's Cami, Craig, and Kelly Prouty. Got it. People with ADHD may also have trouble focusing their attention on a single task or sitting still for long periods of time. Both adults and children can have this. 
And so my mom, I remember there's this one kid in my whole school, Doc, and he had it and he had to take medicine and everything. And it was like a thing, right? We all knew. And then I'm looking over at uh, just mental symptoms of anxiety and their racing thoughts, uncontrollable overthinking, which is the discursive thinking. Uh, what do you call that there? A hamster wheel, mm-hmm. right? Um, difficulties concentrating, feeling of dread, panic. Feeling irritable, heightened alertness, problems with sleep, and changes in appetite. And I'm sure there's like a thousand more symptoms. But again, I'm just saying this. Like these are three solid pillars that seems to be controlling our world, right? And we need to grab it by its throat and shake it out of us and choose to 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 change. And, And it's really changing our thought process. It's changing our behavior. And I think also... And doctor, please tap in here, but it's choosing to make this change because it's available, right? You don't have to be stuck in this. You don't. No. I mean, it's funny you say that when you say choose. I mean, when you choose to, to uh, I guess you accept it is, the, is really the best word to say because once you accept it, now you're looking for help. Now you're exploring these options. But when... You look at this at the brain, and I always go back to what I see in the brain when I see someone with ADHD. Again, the back, all, all the stimuli that comes into you, all the thoughts that you have start in the back part of your brain and they propagate forward to the front part of the brain. When there is an malalignment of those alpha waves, yeah. okay, you don't have the ability to put that into its compartment in the frontal lobe and make a decision and move on. So all those things you just mentioned, the ruminating and all these, the thoughts are just floating around and you do not finish a task. So, so starting a task might be great if you're feeling up to it, but finishing that task. Now you, like she said, five tabs are open and you're doing this, you're not completing them, but you have to, when, when you just talked about, you have to accept that, know it, and then you can really, you can really just push to finish one task. And that is something that's, you're putting a lot of effort into doing that. Sure. And there is this Instagram quote, and I I wish I would have saved it, but it said something like, this woman was happy for her anxiety uh, because it was an alarm system to not react, but respond correctly. And so she knew that these symptoms were happening. So let's just say I'm getting irritable. Like, Cammy, you're this is the talk now. Instead of letting the irritability be the reaction and ah, claw on you and yell and whatever, I literally am talking, I'm like, you're irritable right now. Cammy, this is part of what you've been suffering from for quite a long time. And this is the, this time right now at 39 years old is the time to change how you're responding to this. And then all of a sudden, I'm literally coaching myself and talking to myself. And because of that dorky Instagram post that I saw, (laughs) right? I'm like, that's just embedded in me. Like, this is my alarm system showing up. Because you don't know when this anxiety, depression, or ADHD is going to show up. So I feel like that, anyways, just that was a strong weakness. And all of a sudden, I'm working on it. And it's a practice every single day to to not be in excessive worry or fatigue or irritability or discursive thinking whatever so what is what is the next step in in your story look like kelly so for me i think really honestly after opening i didn't open up to anybody i'm kind of that i you know i think i dealt with depression when i had gotten divorced the first time um but i tend to when things get overwhelming um i tend to hide mm-hmm. um i hide from family i hide from friends because i'm really like <laughs> uh not good at faking it <laughs> so um and usually i'm always around like the people that i love and so i know the people that i love and love me know when something's wrong yeah. um my really close friends know that when i haven't talked in a while um Damon's wife, Marcy, she'll be like, hello, what's going on? Over here. Hey, how are you? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. she does a little bug. Um, you know, my friend Janice is the same way. Um, and we, I started to realize I was hiding, you know, 
um, my one love in life is jujitsu. It's my escape. It's my passion. I love doing it and I love teaching it. Um, during last year, it got taken away. And at some point, I didn't know if I was going to get it back. Um, I was getting defeated on being able to open the business again and when and where and how and um and you know i think it's funny because after i talked to my sister with the whole adhd anxiety and depression they run she explained it to me they run right next to each other kind of like a yin and yang i've never struggled with anxiety before i've never felt the rapid heart rate the worry the thoughts of negativity i've always been a very like free-spirited positive look at the glass half full um uh, uh struggle with finishing a task but i've got a lot of tasks and a lot of dreams <laughs> that i would like to get done so still um, being majorly accomplished right? um but all of a sudden it was crossing that line of i don't know if this is going to be possible and then those negative thoughts started to come in and depression is a constant feeling of sadness. So, and, and, and right in front of me, which stops you from doing normal activities, right? right. So she's saying that I love jujitsu. I love this. There could be a woman or a man out there that loves crocheting, loves playing chess. It doesn't matter what, but that is a sign that we need to start asking ourselves, take the initiative to reach out and get help because this is not normal for you. Correct? Correct. And I think for me, like I said before, I hide. I don't want to tell anybody. I have, I will try to get through it myself. I'm a fighter. I'm strong. I'm usually the person talking other people off the ledge. Like I'm not yeah. the one with problems. Um, uh, but I was. I was struggling. And I think I would make jokes. Um, you know, like, uh, you make a joke. And it sounds terrible. Um but you would say, oh, yeah, you know, I, I feel like I need to jump off the Grand Sierra, you know? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But before those thoughts, um, it was a joke, you know, because I was just overwhelmed and I had a lot of things, but it started to not become a joke. Um, and it started to become a feeling of, it's just too much, you know? Things are too much. Um, when you're not happy, the people in your life feel it too. The people close with you living in your home. Um, so it started to affect my relationships. Um, even my friends. Um, people that I would never get in an argument with. I was getting in arguments with. Um, it was just... Odd, and I remember reaching out again, like something's not right. Um, you're reaching out to uh, friends or friends or um, even uh, healthcare. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I have to say, I'm just terrible at taking medicine. I really don't like it. I barely take Advil when something hurts, because um, I just like to know where I'm at, you know. And then I've done a lot of research on different things, and I just wasn't ready to go there and I wasn't ready to accept like no I, I don't have anxiety or depression but then I would go back and I'd have these feelings and I'd have these thoughts and um this feeling of overwhelmment of being overwhelmed and um finally I was like okay I've got to do something and I was talking to my therapist. Everybody should go to therapy, by the way. It's really <laughs> great. I should have gone a long time ago. Me too. I um, agree with you. And uh, it made me realize that uh, it's okay. Uh, I'm not the only one. Um, I have to communicate. But she was sitting there talking to me, and she was like, you know, um, I'm really into the brain and she started talking about the brain processes these different things and immediately it triggered 
one of my best friends is married to a doctor who works at the Brain Restoration Health Center. And mm-hmm. I was like, hold on. Um, I'm looking at my <laughs> clock, like, how much longer do I have talking to you right now? Because this is my answer, you know? I, I have always been somebody who believes in, like, new things. And uh, I am definitely more, I lean towards chiropractic and massage and more healthier remedies to things. Um, so the rather, holistic side yes, rather and, than... Yes. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know why, but I look at this new opportunity with the brain with Brain Restoration Health Center, I was like, okay, this is new. This is different. This is cutting edge. Um, I, I'm going to, I'm going to call, I'm going to call Marcy. Mm -hmm. And, um, I expressed to her, which was very hard for me, um, because I don't open up to a lot of people. I don't, um, I try to be the strong one, you know, I don't want to burden anybody. I think that I've always been that way since I was a kid. Um, And it's one of my faults, which I definitely am working on because nobody can get through this life alone. Um, And you have to ask for help. You have to communicate. You know, it's like sometimes you don't want to tell your husband or your best friend because they have their own life or their own stresses. But um, we all love each other and we all have to be there for each other. Brain health is no longer only for those who are suffering from major psychological disorders. For many, COVID-19 has amplified these issues. Maintaining and treating conditions such as anxiety, brain fog, and mood swings is as simple as a checkup with brain health restoration. Mert Brain Therapy at Brain Health Restoration is the most current brain technology on the market. Mert Brain Therapy maps and treats your brain by using non-invasive magnetic resonance therapy that optimizes brain function. You'll see immediately from the Brain Health Restoration readings the condition of your brain today. As you have these treatments, you start to see changes. The brain starts functioning in the way that it's supposed to. I'm not anxious anymore. I don't have depression. I sleep better. I have this sense of peace. Take control of your brain health today. Visit brainhealthrestoration.com. Use the code CAMI to get 10% off your first treatment. And this reminds me of another, basically a piece of advice that a friend said. And and she was like, CAMI, no one likes a perfect person. (laughs) And I was like, what are you referring to? And she's like, you come off perfect. You're always wearing the perfect outfit. Your hair is always done. And you're basically just a facade, and I know it. And you're always the strong one, and you're the people pleaser. Like, I can see right through it. You know? And, and then she goes, the, the authentic, vulnerable side of you, when you give it to me, is the girl I love. And I was like, holy crap, okay, like, take deep breath. And that was, that, was, that was harsh, but that was truth, right? And I want more truth in my life than the facade. And, and so listening to you, it, it makes me realize again, all over, like I, like I just stepped into my therapy, I'm on the same road as you, um, that we're not alone. You know, and there's number one, therapy out there. Number two, places like Dr. Zavala, Brain Health Restoration, that sincerely care about the human being and you are, that you are. And, and when we talked to Connie Ray before this doc, she was very, very adamant, Kelly, about speaking and speaking up and also very adamant in, in about your support system catching on to the signs and the symptoms of other humans. Because you are a certain way. When I described you at the beginning, that's the only way I saw you. But as I started going through my stuff, I you start you start to see different things, and 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 you're like, oh my gosh, you're just like me. And then you start listening, and and the jokes, just like Chris Farley, just like Robin Williams. You know, they're so stinking funny, and but they're hiding behind something, and they were really sharing a lot of their mishaps, but no one took them serious. You know, so it's that that nature of crying wolf. Like, we can't do that. We have to be vulnerable, you know? And I know know doctor sees what depression looks like, um, and I know that he sees what um, anxiety looks like. 
And I think that with a human like you that pretty much sees it all day, it's what it looks like is he can see the professional can come in and see what it feels like. And, and that's, that's the support system that we need. Right. You know? Right. So then I really honestly think, you know, like we said, I, it was very hard for me to come forward because I've always been a happy person. Mm -hmm. I've always been like, I came from an amazing family, you know, a mother and father that loved me, supported me. Um, I had some traumatic events happen in my life that I thought I had been okay with, you know, um, but I think uh, I really hadn't truly dealt with those, you know. Um, I have a loving husband, um, you know, a great job and friends, um, but life happened to me this last year, and life happens to people, and what happened was it became too much, and um, I needed help, and that's where I finally reached out, and I, you know, I, I have to say because it really is a test of my faith in God um, mm -hmm. and my ability to have that strength to speak out, right? Um, before I wanted nobody to know, I texted Marcy and Ding and Dr. Zavala. I was like, please don't tell anybody, don't tell anybody. I don't want anybody to know this. And now here we are literally three weeks later, four weeks later, and I'm like, Oh, Kimmy, I'll tell everybody. She, let me, let me tell and everybody. I'm going to step into, this is friend talk right now. She texted me, Dr. Zavala, and she said, I think, did you say guess what? Or Cammy? Yeah. What was it? Cammy, guess what? Or something on that line where it, it provoked me to be questioned, guess what? 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 And then nothing. She totally ghosted me. I'm like, what the heck? This is <laughs> that, was, that was squirrel. Yeah. That was, <laughs> five tabs open still. So anyways, long story short. She FaceTimed me last week after her final session with you. And I've never, I've never experienced that with Kelly. And, and it was the most rewarding thing as a friend. And especially, I know I keep kind of plugging myself in here, but my journey has seemed so, so similar to yours. And I want to say too, and maybe this can be helpful to someone that's listening, or if you know someone, please share this podcast with someone that is out in the community and that puts themselves out there on purpose and is a lover and a servant and a vessel in this world. And for whatever reason, I think that's just part of Satan's work is, is to plug those, you know, hopelessness thoughts and those sad thoughts and the loss of interest and, and, you know, just basically the ego ego is Satan, right? Mm -hmm. And God is over here with the light and, and the good one. And I, I do want to say that everyone on that caliber and I know Dr. Zavala can feel this too as being the doctor um but it sucks sometimes and you know what Kelly I am not I'm declaring as I'm owning this I am not going to and I am not a people pleaser anymore I'm done with procrastinating to be my best self for me for my kids for my family for my community, for my loved ones, for strangers that walk into my life. It's not fair, you know, and no one else, no one else cares that much, to be honest with you. Someone the other day was talking about, uh, dressing and this girl was like, yeah, I changed my outfit five times, right? This chick, woman of truth over here, this happened in the gym. She goes, why'd you change five times? No one cares what you're wearing. What? They don't, you know? So anyways, this is just simple talk about letting go of the basic requirement that we have of ourselves to be perfect and letting go of thinking that you're going to be shamed or guilted or persecuted for feeling human, you know? And so anyways, um, your, your experience at brain health restoration happened because of the way that you were feeling. And what was that like? Um, it, it's so funny cause I, 
talk to Dr. Zabal and I'm like trying to explain and I'm like jumbling and I'm like, I cannot articulate it because it's this thing that's so hard to put into words um, because it's a feeling. Our brain is an organ mm-hmm. and um, like think of it like your heart. You know, our heart is like, it's so important, right? It's the same thing with with our brain. Everything, you know, when, once I sat down and they explained things to me and how um, your thoughts go through the back and they come through the front, well, I'm sure Dr. Zabala can share what my brain looked like. <laughs> and he, he doesn't know me as well as like my really close friends. And so when he was going over it, I remember um, Marcy... He said, you know, like those thoughts go in when I'm looking at your brain. So it looks like as they're going in, they're just kind of going all over like squirrel. <laughs> and, and she just starts laughing. I kind of start laughing. I'm like, how, did, how does he know that? <laughs> you know, like, how did he know that? And he could tell just by looking at, at my brain. And so this was when you went to, she went to brain health restoration. Right. She did the initial did consult the EEG, with you and right. the EEG and right. EKG. Okay. Yeah. So we sat down and looked at it and that's exactly right. Um, and, you know, to expound on what she was saying before about, I know that she was really concerned about getting this story out. And of course, but that's the pre-treatment brain that's talking that way. And I even told her, I said, look, you're, you're not going to really understand this right now, but in a very short amount of time, you're going to be able to tell people about this. Mm-hmm. And, it, and like she said, I and mean, she was ready to talk after the two weeks, I think. And so it's, it was such a, just a, a quick turnaround for her. She had one of the, probably the best um, responses with, with regards to the EEG and to her, we do a patient health questionnaire. It's called a PHQ nine and her, her numbers had probably one of the best responses I've ever seen in two and a half years. So it was just amazing to see that. And again, that was all, you know, her friends and everybody that knew her were, you know, there's, you know, divine intervention there too. You know, this is, this is a whole, everyone was kind of gathering around her and, and just pulling for her because we knew how much, because the, what the person that she is puts up that facade, she's the glass half full but when that happens over and over again with the Groundhog Day, you say, when is this going to end? Mm-hmm. And then you just say, I don't know if I have the energy for this anymore. And that's when it comes to a head. So thank God that she reached out to Marcy because, you know, uh, she's going to tell Marcy's going to tell me right away. Even if you told her not to say anything, she's, you know how that goes. <laughs> oh, so yeah. she told me right, right away and we just, we got on it and we got her, you know, did she right do, away. how many sessions did Kelly do? One session, which is 10 treatments. Um, so, and they're 30 minute sessions. So. so on paper, when you see her before and after, like literally, cause there's a lot of people that come in and feel different and they, and you're like looking right. at it and it doesn't look that much, but right. that's good. But so that's right. Well, there's three different aspects of it. One is the clinical piece of what she's telling me sure. and what other people are telling me or significant others are saying. Then there's the EEG portion of that. And then there's that PHQ-9 that I just mentioned. And all of those, if they're going and they all have significant responses, you know, that's what we hope for. And that's exactly what happened with Kelly. Right. So that measure of growth was incredible with her because she was three out of three opposed to one. Well, and it was more of the severity of what she was dealing with. And to have that, you know, again, on one of these podcasts, I briefly told about my experience too. And so I can relate on that level. And I'm, I think I went through that so I could relate to people mm-hmm. about this because it, it is a, a dark period and you just, I still remember the thoughts I had at, at that moment, uh, about two years ago and it, it's, I'll never forget it. And, but I can also say three days later, I looked at my self and go what was I you know what was that where did that right. come from right. and so it was such a quick turnaround that it's just uh, something that you just you have to experience I think just so you can have empathy for others and I'm sitting over here on the outside listening to a, a professional an expert in this field right and then I'm looking back at you as one of my dearest friends and it's it's absolutely bizarre because 
as a society, as a whole, we look at people and we put them on this pedestal, mm -hmm. right? Immediately. This is a doctor. He did X amount of years in school. He knows everything. And then <laughs> this girl over here, she is the mentor. She is the fitness coach. She is the light, you know? And, and then you realize that I had a girlfriend, uh, Kylie told me one time back in the day and she, she was young and she goes, don't ever put me on a pedestal. I'm human. Hmm. Young 20 some year old <laughs> chick, right? She understood. She <laughs> understood. Yeah. Don't ever, you know, cause this guy, as you're, I, I'm just being an ultimate outsider, like doctor, you had these thoughts, you had, you had darkness, you had hopelessness, mm -hmm. you know, Kelly, what? But I'm telling you, this whole thing triggers me and says the vulnerability of the two of you speaking like this gives hope to other people to reach out and to get better. And that's what my definition of, of depression is, is hopelessness, right? And, and being, of, of, you know, people of Christ, we know that hope exists, you know? So I don't think the actual attempt would happen, but those thoughts came in and that was scary. Oh, yeah. And they need to be dealt with. Yeah. Absolutely. I think for me, the biggest thing is even having Kenny, my husband, sitting in the room the first time we looked at my EEG and Damon explaining who I am. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably like, oh, this makes so much sense. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the first thing that came out of his mouth was, why doesn't everybody do this? Kenny said that? Mm-hmm. Wow. And then he was like, I really want to know what migraine looks like. You know, just because... Well, and real quick, please don't forget where you're at right there. But like you said, your brain, and we reference to this all the time, your brain, your heart, and everything, and especially you in the professional or the profession of fitness and health and wellness, we can get so stuck on the aesthetic, right? And the vanity of it. Uh, but as we have grown older... I, I am taking this strong step of showing the internal well-being to expose and express and blossom of the to the external well-being. And if we're not good on the inside, you guys, it ain't going to look pretty on the outside, you know? And, and I just, I just commend you for knowing and hearing whoever that you heard that your brain, was that Marcy? Someone yeah. said that your brain, oh, your therapist. Yeah. Your brain does this. And then you start all of a sudden thinking about your brain as a part of you. And I think that's what humans do really well too, is just act like everything inside of us is, <laughs> is kind of just latched on and it's not, it's what makes us run. Absolutely. And I think in that moment, you know, I had heard Dr. Zavala say, you know, um, if you break your leg, you get surgery, right? Mm -hmm. Even if you don't have insurance, like mm -hmm. you fix it. So when if you look at it like that, our brain affects everything. It affects our entire thought processes. So for me in that moment, I was dealing with everything. Once it became too much, I was processing everything from an emotional standpoint. So I was not, you know, when you come to that frontal lobe, which I don't have the right terminology, um, but it's like your regulatory practices, your executive skills, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, no, that was non-existent for me. Like everything was emotional. Everything was ra like irrational. You know, it was just, it was so weird. I'd never lived in that state before. And it was probably overpowered with empathy as well for everyone which didn't allow you to be logical and that's the one thing that I told doc in my last session I felt like I was thinking for the first time probably in my life logically that's, which made me so different and which made me make decisions in such a different way that is that's me right now that's and that was my takeaway from brain health restoration as a whole if I and still to this day I am more logical then I am emotional. And at a, and I promise you, Kel, your tears are going to be, uh, they're not going to be as grand as they are. You're not going to be as emotional as the time goes on after the, the aftermath of the, of, of the treatment. 
Yeah, because everybody in my life knows that I'm a crier. Mm-hmm. But I have noticed that. Already, huh? Mm-hmm. Yep. Al- already. You, I- before, uh, he knows this too, but and me, I would have been bawling. Bawling. Mm-hmm. Like tissues, like 10 of them. Ugly cry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so that's a, how do you measure growth? How do you know? That's These are people ask me all the time about my treatment still to this day. And I'm like, right now, today, I think logically. And I take pride in it now. Right. I thought I was emotional for a reason. God made me this way. No, that was my trauma. Mm-hmm. It was my stress. I was also supposed to think logically, right? Right. Well, your brain is equipped for it now. So you're ready to take that on and put those and propagate those all those thoughts into its compartment and move on. And that's what logic is, right? It's not... It's not sitting there in, in space and having those words float around in your head and yeah. ruminate. So it's, uh, I mean, you said it well, it's great. Thank I mean, you. Kelly, what did Kenny say? Did he go in with you on the, on the final? What did he, he did, say? No, that, he no. wasn't able to be okay. there on the final, but he did say, I, I sent him the, the actual picture and mm-hmm. he was like, whoa, sent back a text. Um, and then I just wanted to show everybody cause it was like so drastically different. Um, but you know, I have, I have to address like, you know, like doc was saying, I went in in a really bad, bad place. And, you know, I answered all the questions on the last day when I went back to do my last EEG, I'm answering the questions. I don't even remember mm-hmm. what I answered the first time. All I remember was God telling me, be honest. And I answered those questions honestly the first time, mm-hmm. and I answered them honestly the last time. Yeah. And they were night and day, yeah. night and day. And my biggest thing is, is that let's look at the timeline. This was March 9th, March 24th. I am a completely different person from how I felt then you know, obviously life experience and life is still going to happen mm-hmm. as it has already. Um, you know, and there's been some great changes in my life. I've been able to open the business again, but, um, but it's because of this treatment and I took not one pill. Now I know every case is different, so I'm not sitting here saying, you know, don't take medicine, you know, but I'm saying right now, when I walked in this door, it was a place of hope for me. Mm-hmm. And two, three weeks later, it became reality for me. Kelly, doctor and I have talked about this a lot on Project U with brain health restoration. And it always comes up, but the beginning stages of this look like brain fog. They look like autopilot. When you said you didn't even remember being there, I reference it through my therapy as sleepwalking. And and it's almost like a fade, like a, a, a buzz all day long. Wake up, don't remember, all day long, don't remember. And then the end result, and I'm only saying this because all three of us have been patients at Brain Health Restoration, and we know this, right. but it's the people that are listening that are like, huh, huh, huh. But what you just said is I'm a completely different person. I don't think your heart has changed. You are Kelly, and you are authentic, and you are Kelly Parati, the woman that I, everything that I spoke of. Uh, however, I just wrote down, a part of you died. And that piece of you that died, I will forever be thankful for you, Dr. Zavala, seriously. Because my logic is so right here. It's almost like I realized because of you and because of all the steps leading up to you, I have a frontal lobe. (laughs) (laughs) And it's so stupid to say that out loud because that's the one thing that God created most on us to make the right decisions yeah. versus the wrong decisions, you know? And, and as anyways, and so I'm happy that that part of you died because a part of me died in that way. And I'm forever thankful because I feel less disordered. 
you know, and I feel, I feel less anxiety and I feel less depression and just watching you, I'm not kidding you, Kelly, watching you just talk and seeing that vibrant glow in your, in your eyes. I, I've seen that before. And I think that you've seen that before in me. So there is hope. Absolutely. Yes. I 100%, if that's the one thing that I could say is, is that it's, it's worth its weight in gold. Mm. And I, um, that's why I found out that he was speaking on the podcast and I was like, oh wait, I want to come. Well, again, again, we talk about this often. It's the, it's the steps. It's the, it's the chips that are falling. And because we are aware and alert and not unconsciously living, uh, we are able to pick these chips up. Mm-hmm. Right? Instead of just letting them go by. And let's be real. This is getting my brain to work cohesively and, you know, at its best cap- capable, like, aspects of of not only, um, you know, the anxiety and the depression diminishing, but let's remember, I've struggled with ADHD my entire life. And as I opened my business during this process and where I'm at now, I've become more focused. I've become more like finishing tasks, um, remembering things. Yes, I still have to be reminded. I mean, it's yes, just we me. still it's use the calendar. It's still, it's yes. still me. Yes. But, and also even in my relationships, like um, that those feelings of of fear of losing mm-hmm. or doing something wrong or upsetting somebody like th- those have gone like my my I look at my husband with this newfound love mm-hmm. and my stepdaughters and it's just like um it's just a brand new feeling revived yes, yes. and I am so excited to like live life from this day forward yeah. in this mindset because the other mindset was awful. It really is the second chance. Mm -hmm. And most people are on medicine. And we talked about this with Connie, you know, and they're on Adderall and they're trying, you know, they're, they are hyper-focused. And then they, at that point, aren't even human anymore, you know? And so I I do remember you, Kelly, saying, and one thing that stuck out is even your jujitsu skills and your performance skills. I mean, we have a couple minutes left, but what, what, what does that look like now? Because oh COVID shut you down physically as well. Well, I can't wait. I mean, let's, I, I'm going to say it really fast, but I mean, remember the things that you learn at, at Brain Restoration Health Center, you know, light, outside light, no sunglasses, no windows from 7 a.m. to 11 a.m. I was getting none of that. None. I was in the basement teaching Zoom. <laughs> to muted people and Uh, and, that sounds like prison you put yourself in prison then I wasn't working out I wasn't doing jujitsu I had everything I was staying up late I was waking up in the middle of the night it was it was like a recipe for disaster and then when I went in to do all of this I learned I need to get outside okay I started doing that I need to start working out again I mean when have you ever known me to not work out like Never. Yeah. So I was not myself. Yeah. I wasn't doing jujitsu. I got back to jujitsu. Now being in jujitsu, yeah. this is my 20th year in jujitsu. I've never taken more than two weeks off for an injury or, you know, um, I had four months off. I should suck. <laughs> right. I should be like, but you know, Arturo should be whooping my butt, you yeah. know, but you're and, just keeping um, up right now. I'm hanging. I'm yeah. hanging. For the four months off, four months off, I'm hanging with him. He's going to listen to this podcast and be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, He's going to come out with fire next but time. But I always talk about jujitsu as a grid map. Yeah. In my brain. And, um, you know, some people know one route to get one, one way. You know, when you're first learning, I know all the different routes. And, like, my grid map is lit, lit back up. Mm. And I can see clearly um, in my jujitsu, I'm not, like, responding in this, like, you know, crazy manner of unknown or whatever. Um, it's just, I, I just feel like myself again. It seems like you have the excitement back. Oh, you know, a hundred percent. So that's, it seems like Kelly Prouty is like the best client ever. Right. <laughs> um, hearing all that seemed like the, the poster child at this point. Yeah. Yep. She seemed like doomsday, um, yep. to a very high spirited, amazing woman. And, and here's the deal. 
that thought or maybe those thoughts that you had, they don't even exist anymore knowing where you're at today. Mm -hmm. And that's by the grace of God, you know, because you are just along with all of the people that are listening right now, subscribed and or listening for the first time, we all have a reason to be here. And your reason, your 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 jujitsu gym reopened. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. And what is it? What's the name? Where's it at? I don't even, I'm so sad. I'm, I haven't been there <laughs> at, yet. Atos Jujitsu Reno, and I finally that is my purpose. I know that I am supposed to make people's lives better through jujitsu. Right, that's my passion. Yeah, and we know Dr. Zavala's purpose, and I've said it many times. And everyone has their purpose. So to make that decision. To shut your own self out is the most selfish thing that anyone can do because there's so many people out there that deserve your touch and the vessel and the way that you're being used in this life in a positive manner. So I'm so grateful that everyone that walks through Atos, Reno, that gets to meet you. And also, I'm very happy to know that all the subscribers, all of our friends, um, we have the vein pretty much same circle of friends, right? And, and if we don't know them well, we know them a little bit. And I'm, and I'm thankful that everyone gets to know that you're human. I'm thankful to the, to the that you are vulnerable right now. And I know this is hard. And I know it's kind of scary, you know, but there is nothing, nothing like living in vibrancy and the currency of, he says it all the time, in harmony. There's nothing like it. And you're right. We're going to be challenged and it's not going to be easy. We're going to, we're going to see some battles. Mm -hmm. So any last words, Dr. Zavala? Uh, no, I think I'm just looking forward to continuing uh, to speak with you on this. Uh, I love probably it. Probably every month or so. Yeah, and I really we'll, love we'll it. hit different topics and, yeah. and uh, hopefully maybe you get some feedback and just find out what people want to know and if they're struggling maybe they'll reach out to you mm. that's that's a great that's a great place to be right now dr zavala for all the subscribers that are listening right now if you have any suggestions on behalf of what you would like to hear from dr zavala and a topic that we haven't touched uh please get a get a hold of me and or dr zavala at brain health restoration and we're easy to be found on instagram easy to be found on facebook also um the address to Brain Health Restoration is 5255 Longley Lane, Suite 140. That's Reno, Nevada, 89511. And I can attest that people from many parts of this world come over to Brain Health Restoration, Kelly. So we are a hub of, of hope. So um, please reach out to us and also um, check our websites out, Brain Health Restoration, ccfreno.com. You can get our emails really easy. And Kelly... Um, any last words to our subscribers? It's okay to be human. Mm -hmm. It's okay to show your weaknesses. It's like my one of my favorite, favorite quotes is, uh, when you let your own light shine, you unconsciously let others do the same. But what's even better is when you show, which I think is a true quality of a leader, yeah. is when you show your own weaknesses then you let other people feel like it's okay, yep. right? And how are we going to get better in life if we don't recognize those? So I think that's probably my, my biggest thing. Thank you so much for having me. I loved it. And to Project U um, subscribers out there, and again, for the ones that are basically gotten this link copied and sent to them via Facebook or, or email. It's for a reason. And Project You is is really a highlight to your story. Uh, project You with Cami Craig is my story, right? And then you have your own project and you have your own project and everyone listening needs to know that they have their own project and it is worth exploring, discovering, knowing all of it. And this is truly what we're being an advocate of is being an advocate of your own life. Reach out, grab it by the harness and ride this ride and ask questions and be a part of this amazing world and still as things are being so, you know, corrupted right in front of us, right? Be part of the solution. 
and not part of the problem. So thank you guys so much for tuning in today. Uh, until next time, Dr. Zavala will be back soon. Please get a hold of us. And to Kelly Parati, you are one brave and courageous soul that is ready to soar. She's revived, you guys. Check her out on Facebook. Check her out on Instagram. And also, Atos Reno just opened up. Uh, she has kids programs. She has adult programs. And she has women's programs for defense classes. I know it's all going to be jumping jumping up in the next year or so, right? As COVID starts to settle down a little bit and we are able to do the things that we love. So uh, again, I sincerely care for you. You are worth it. You are valued. And you're so appreciated. Bye, you guys. My obedience determines my outcome. My discipline determines my destiny. My faith determines my focus.